Welcome everybody. My name is Alexander Greb. I am the Custom Advisor Lead S4HANA Strategy at SAP and you are listening to the SAP Experts Podcast. Two months have passed since the announcement of Rise with SAP, so the time of the pitches and introductions is over and it's the right moment to do a cash check and take a deeper look where we are concerning Rise adoption internally, partner-wise and externally and how Rise fits to real-life customer scenarios. The right person you want to talk to get an answer to these questions is Mr. Martin Scharmach, Regional Head of Cloud Core at SAP and as such responsible for the RISE offering in Europe. He lays down what are his learnings, why RISE is the game changer it is intended to be, the benefits of the bonding aspect, how SAP partners and account executives should position themselves to bring ultimate value to the customers and much more. All of that on this episode of the SAP Experts Podcast. Hello, Martin. Hi, Alexander. Martin, before we start with our main topic today, I want to spend a minute on your biography. Because within SAP, most know you from a very prominent role you had as the global account director slash business partner of a major last enterprise customer. But you did up to that point not have a typical sales career because you started as far as I've understood as an FICO consultant and solution architect. So you actually wrote ABAP code. That's not what you learned at the sales academy. Tell me, how came that at one point in time you turned to the dark side of the force? Well, I'm not sure if it's the dark side, but yeah. Many I think call it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's definitely not a, a standard career I went through. Mm -hmm. um, I started really as a consultant in finance and controlling with um, a clear focus on COPA and product costing. So I really went into the depths of all the SAP system. And that obviously included to do some ABAP coding as well along the way. Um, but from there... I, you know, I felt that my my natural self was really to to present and to go out and you know to to speak to people and also to show the good side of life. You know, not only looking mm -hmm. at the numbers, but also what is possible and what is um, you know what is feasible with SAP. And yeah, that ultimately led to at this large customer, as you mentioned, um, to the the then current managing partner to ask me whether I would want to join um, join into the sales uh, role. And yeah, that's how I came to it. But that reflects how many say that on the one hand, a good consultant should always be in also, let's have, have a seller mind within himself, like always looking for new opportunities, like how to improve a customer. But a seller himself always should also have that consultant mindness where he always of course thinks about like is this the special is this the, the, the correct situation for a selling approach is that the perfect um, let's say offering that I can offer to my customer so in a certain way you are the prototype of what we call a modern consultant what what he should have been and modern seller and um, what we supposed it to be yeah I, I would probably say um, I'm trying to be a t-shaped personality so i try to have depth in what i'm saying and a, and a clear foundation of what i'm talking about so i that i can always go back to to you know the things i really know and i really understand 
uh, but then uh, building the T-bar across where, where I'm learning from the other areas and I connect it to the rest of what, you know, what's going on in my head. And I think this is, um, yeah, this has worked out well so far. And it helped me also together with the customer build a holistic strategies. And this is something that I'm trying to really do as a, as a key personality trait, I think, to, to try and to think big, think holistic, and then work in a way that you leave a, a sustainable heritage. And I guess for sure this helps you in your actual role that you have, because um, you are the European head of the RISE movement. Um, can you describe in 30 seconds, we've heard it before, like with Ukrigolab, but what is your spin on RISE and um, what is your role in that? Yeah, I think in really short terms, RISE is SAP's 100% commitment to, to take our customers by the hand with their SAP core applications and guide them into the cloud and guide them really to the intelligent enterprise. And as you mentioned, my job is to do that and to drive that with uh, my team and, and the overall team in MEE in the Middle and Eastern Europe region um, to do this with our customers. Before we go into the content of RISE, um, what was your trigger that you said um, from my background, from my competencies and so on, this job, this position is interesting for me. I want to do that. Why RISE for you? Yeah, I, I think um, RISE is, it's a strong, I think it's a strong business story and it's it's a strong business transformation narrative behind it. But also it involves a lot of uh, techy stuff or nerdy stuff, mm -hmm. as I would say. And I think this is where I come in, um, where I'm trying to connect the two worlds together and um, try to also work with our account teams and with our teams to make sure that we present a, a good overall um, story and an overall strategy to our customers. So it's it's really the techy stuff um, that, that kind of brought me here. So it's in a certain way, a natural career move for you? <laughs> I'm not sure whether a natural career move would be, but uh, <laughs> definitely um, it's an interesting challenge, let me say it like this. Yeah. And when you look back um, in your sales career, was there a moment you wish you had something like an offering at hand like Rise? Have there been any situations in the past that you can rely on from your position now back and said like, yeah, this would have helped me in that aspect? Yeah, I think um, I think the, the the key point was um, in the past, and this is my obviously my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. In the past, it was um, it was never so clear that we wanted to do this, and that mm -hmm. SAP is really driving this going forward. It was always kind of feeling like, oh, this is an option that you have, but it's it's you know you can still. Uh, avoid it if you want. And I think now it's clear that the, for the mid and long term, uh, cloud is inevitable. And um, and we are really, uh, I would say, going all in uh, with this. And, and therefore, I think this is the, the key difference to back then. Mm -hmm. When we look at that, because of, of course, Rise of mentioned is as the, let's say, all in step 
of SAP into the cloud. Um, sometimes it's a little bit forgotten that there's so much more within RISE, like for example, with the um, business process intelligence, with the um, business technology platform, aka SAP cloud platform, because lots of people still know it as that. Um, so it, it, it's a certain bundle of things which in their um, collection do really make sense to use. From, from my point of view, in, in the past, quite a, a problem that happened not so seldom was that, of course, um, S4HANA was sold and the, the customer started like to implement S4HANA, but on the same way, um, it would have made sense, of course, for him to also use something like the um, cloud platform um, slash business technology platform for his individualization. But um, on the one hand, it was not sold to him or he did not get the um, really get the story why this should be a good thing for him. So let's say he maybe was not in the end there where he should have been or could have been in a certain way. Do you think like with this kind of bundling of, of, of things which or of elements and, and components which help you to gain a certain capability like business transformation. Um, this thing is now helped. Um, do you think this is something like um, RISE will really help in the long term? Yeah, absolutely. I think especially it makes it, makes it very clear on what we believe is necessary to be successful to get to ultimately to the intelligent enterprise in the cloud. So with business process in intelligence and, and business technology platform, as you mentioned, our customers might take the individual decision to go there or already have taken that decision to do this, um, but it makes it clear what the end goal, so to say, is. And, and I think this is really helpful for our customers, whether they have acquired some of these solutions already or whether they are coming and, and really want to um, order this on the greenfield, so to say, but it makes it at least very clear. And also with the business network, um, which is also part of the package and, and the technologies to actually do the transfer, to do the conversion. I think this, these are key assets that, that we see in the bundle. Um, a customer of mine um, a week ago, he asked me like, why does SAP really need this RISE stuff? Um, why does the SAP cloud um, capabilities of the cloud offerings do not sell basically themselves. Um, do you think um, SAP has, let's say, from from his his, his tradition and his, his legacy and his uh, installed base, which is huge in contrast, of course, to other cloud native companies, something like a disadvantage in that aspect, so that we need rise to get rid of this kind of disadvantage? Yeah. I would say the, the key aspect, and, and this is particularly when we talk about, so to say, the my solution area, which is the, the core cloud or, or RISE offerings. I think the key there was that this is really the core of operations of our customers. Mm -hmm. and, and therefore, over years and years and years, our customers have optimized their basis operations and how to run those systems themselves to make sure that they have a very good quality of service. And um, if you compare it to how we have moved HR to the cloud or how we have moved bits and pieces of procurement to the cloud or you know the other areas, they were never as critical to the mm -hmm. customer as the core is. And, and here there was always a little bit of hesitancy in the first place to do it. 
and this is the I think the historic part um, as to why it was um, I would say a bit more challenging to to convince our customers. But now it is really clear that from a future and you know where we have to go, it is clear that the next logical step is to take care of the intelligent enterprise and and with it the the cloud core because what it brings to the customer is really a shift in mindset that SAP is not just coming and, and sells you a license and then we meet again in five years and then the customer tells uh, tells you I have uh, half of this uh, still on the shelf but rather that it's a continuous um, engagement where we have a completely different interest in our customers using the solutions and therefore are building a much stronger connection with our customers. One also could say, like you mentioned HR and so on, and or for example, procurement. Um, of course, these are all com commodity processes. And if you look, for example, at our competitors, like there are some two very prominent names which are focusing on sales and on, on HR and on, on finance, for example. Um, they, and that's often what, what many people say about their strategy, they rely on these kind of LOBs because they are pure commodity processes. And that's basically the easy game. That's a low-hanging fruit if you want to the cloud because there you have a standard. You have something like a best practice that everybody can agree upon. And with what we are doing now with with RISE and with our cloud initiatives, and we have also tried this in the past, but maybe now this thing has clicked. We also are trying this game within the different shading processes where your strategy goes and where, like you said, your digital core really has happening because your customer-centric processes happen there. So we, of course, have the bit more difficult game in there when we try to bring into the cloud. Um, what is different from your aspect now? Because we had some, let's say, cloud ERP um, initiatives in the past already. Now SAP is going a bit different way. Where do you see the focus points? Um, why the all-in strategy of SAP now with RISE um, really takes off? Yeah, I think um, I think it's really it's related to the to the product strategy, um, meaning to really say clearly, okay, there is an Esrohana cloud where you go when you want to start a green field, when you have um, not the most complex processes in the world. And there is the Eswahana Cloud Private Edition, where you're going when you have an existing system, you can also um, you migrate your existing system in there and then start innovating there and start standardizing there and, and upgrade to Eswahana. So to the clear determination of... Um, of the, the, the two distinct offerings and to make sure that they are on a path into the future. I think this was a, uh, was a key aspect where we weren't always quite sure over the last years on um, whether we would carry the existing core customers into the, into the cloud as is, or if we would ask and force them to do all greenfield all over again. Mm -hmm. And I think here we have seen a, a major decision uh, being made. Um, what you're referring to, of course, is on the one hand, the possibility now, which in, in my opinion is awesome because it's a game changer, that you now are finally able to um, convert your SE system into the cloud. 
Um, but there are also a second aspect and element in that, which is known as lift and shift, um, which, to be honest, from my side, um, we discussed about that. Um, I was a bit skeptic in the beginning. I'm, to be honest, in part still I am. Um, you are a big pro, um, proponent and fan of lift and shift. Give me your good arguments why I should be excited that lift and shift is now possible. Yeah, I think ultimately it goes back to what we really want to achieve. And it is to, to take our customers by the hand and bring them to the cloud and to the intelligent mm -hmm. enterprise. And some of those customers might say, you know what, I want to do this in two steps. I want to do the cloud transformation first and then the business transformation after. And I think we as SAP, we shouldn't just leave these customers behind and say, well, then I don't talk to you mm -hmm. or you have to do it my way. I think it's um, <clears throat> it's important to acknowledge that for um, also sometimes from a risk perspective, a two-step approach can make more sense. And therefore, for from an SAP perspective, it's important that we are starting to engage and that we are building the strategy on how we bring the customer to, um, to the end goal, so to say, but without, um, um, without forcing them into something that probably doesn't make sense for the customer. Do you see, and is my opinion, the risk that, and Uwe Grigolet also called it as a hard pill he had to swallow himself, because the lift, of course, means that you put your ECC um, installation into the cloud first, which is more or less nothing else than heck in the cloud. Then the real shift happens to the application, to the to the um, S4HANA um, private cloud in that aspect. Are you afraid or aren't you afraid that we will see cases where the lift is done without the shift? Well, that might be the case, but if we are not engaging with the customer, it's definitely not going to be better, right? So mm. in the, you have to play through the other scenario, which is the customer goes um, probably to a hyperscaler or hosting provider and, and comes continues with the complete custom operations and setup that that uh, is orchestrated by the customer and for which the customer is ultimately accountable so you can with with the ecc lift as we call it you can take away that burden and you sap can step in and, and take the accountability to run the operations and important to mention we are running it on a hyperscaler as well in most of the cases unless um, the the customer demands um, a, a local customer um, installation. And that means we are bringing them onto a public infrastructure as a service provider. And then we plug in on top our highly automated managed services and highly standardized managed services, which is also important. We are running the processes like a cloud provider. We don't run the processes as defined by the customer. So we are bringing already a lot of standardization and harmonization into the stack. And that will definitely empower us to then take the next step and, and look at the application. So since we've have, I think now about already two months since the announcement and let's say since this child was born, um, where do we stand at the moment? Um, do you see like um, 
from the feedback from customer side, rise fits to real life custom scenarios? Um, because at the beginning, of course, you know, feedback is always um, some say, wow, this is a game changer. Others are maybe at first a bit more skeptical. Maybe this could be just marketing, a marketing gag of SAP. Um, how in the last two months have the, has the feedback changed from your experience? How how well have we proven that RISE fits to real-life custom scenarios? Yeah, I think in general, it's been really good. Um, but I also promised <laughs> up front that I would I would be very transparent uh, with, you know, the goods and the bads. And mm -hmm. I think what I would say is that we see in the, especially in the, in the mid-market and, and for the, I would say um, key customer segments. We see really um, great, great interest, and we we see that it's a really good fit. And especially when these customers haven't gotten some of the things yet that that we have included in the bundle, right? The BTP and the BPI and these type of things. Mm -hmm. And um, and also these customers are typically not necessarily in a situation that they get the best deals from the hyperscalers and the best deals from the managed service providers. So therefore, it's actually, I would say, um, a pretty a good case to go through and, and to really build a quick case. Now, on the other hand, you have the, the very large customers uh, that, that have uh, done this since many, many years, that are running mm -hmm. the operation since many, many years, and they're getting also very good conditions in the market. And they are also used to a probably sometimes a bit of a special treatment. Um, so here we definitely have to have more discussions, uh, but definitely, I mean, absolutely, there is a lot of interest also from these customers, but we have to take our time to walk them through what the, what the advantages of our offering, the, the standardization aspect and the future proofness of the, of the overall, of the overall offer combined with our subscription licensing that will really enable them to, to go forward and to uh, make better use of our software. So were there in that aspect some things that, for example, that you received the feedback and or the organization received the feedback, okay, dear SAP, this is really good stuff what you have here, but please um, go back and um, let's say improve at this and that aspect or rework this and that aspect of, of, of RISE. Have there been some feedbacks like this? So which will be finished in something of an um, optimization of rise within the next months or is this something that we are already in a state of this offering where we say like this is the let's say the moment the, the moment that we, we we will go like this will be is the um, um, the status that is already finished or can we expect something like um, versions 2.0 let's call it like this in a few months um what what are we or where are we at the moment in that aspect yeah i would say it's probably a version 1.1 um mm -hmm. so definitely there i mean we see especially for for customers that have a, a very large installed base we we find out sometimes we find out about products that they that they still own and run that mm -hmm. we haven't seen for a long long time right yeah. and as i mentioned you have to find solutions for these um, so this these are the uh, i would say the the tweaks that we have to do and and things that we have to work through 
And also, um, I think we are working on on a part that allows us to to do a bit more tailoring for large enterprises to make sure that we have a um, a very uh, attractive overall um, offering for them that is more specifically targeted as well towards customers that have already a BTP and they already have uh, the business network running and to make sure that the picking the individual items also works for them. So how has been, for example, feedback in that area when customers say, like, okay, the bundling idea, I really liked it, um, but maybe I do not like every um, element which is in there. Let's take one element. I'm not interested in that as a customer. Can you give me a discount if I do not take it? Um, has Have some conversations like this already happened because this is something like my i know from retailers which always have or often have these kinds of uh, bundlings that they quite often um, find themselves in kind of conversation like this are we also in that um, area or is it something that the customers accept and appreciate and like and want to adopt um, the bundle as is or do they maybe also say like okay this bundle is fine but i also i want more in that Maybe I want to have it enhanced with um, elements we have not yet talked about. Yeah, I think this this was one of the things that um, that that we made clear very early also in the process is um, that you're not forced into the bundle. Um, and when I go shopping, I mm -hmm. I you know I tend to ignore um, those from time to time as well, because, uh, it oftentimes means you're buying stuff you don't need. Exactly. Um, so therefore, <laughs> therefore that was definitely one of the, the clear messages that we also, um, give in our, uh, when we talk to our, um, customers that obviously they can choose the individual items and there will not be a, a commercial disadvantage or something like that. Mm. It's more, we wanted to make sure that with rise, it's clear to the customer what we believe the comprehensive tool set and offering is to get them into the cloud and the intelligent enterprise. But if you have already half of it, I mean, you know, uh, what should we do? Then we give you the mm. individual items that you still need. Mm. Um, and do you see yourself already and your organization up to full speed, like two months after um, the announcement? Um, or do you say like, we are concerning our own adoption internally from mindset, from organization already at 100%? I think the, the mindset is really good. I, I can also, I mean, there is a, it's a huge dynamic situation. It's really a dynamic situation. There is a lot of interest from our, um, from all the, the team members and colleagues um, inside SAP, but also from the customer side there is definitely a lot of enablement already going on, um, be it for the partners and, and also um, for the internal people to make sure that we have, that we are giving a consistent message to the customers. You know, definitely there is learnings here and there along the way, but I think it's been, it's been pretty solid so far. There are also sometimes a bit more difficult uh, situations where you're waiting for resources because people are just getting also right now really uh, getting a high load in terms of uh, customer demand so that's stuff we have to deal with right now as well which is actually a good situation to be in i have to say 
I absolutely agree. But but what quite often is overlooked is the transformation aspect that we do ourselves. Because SAP, who has been okay, we have our consulting branch, but we we were selling licenses for like more than 45 years since 1972. Now we are more or less moving with huge steps toward a service provider. Um, do you think that um, we are already in the end of this kind of transformation or are they, let's say, things you is, is expect from, from an organizational view or maybe from an um, additional offering view within the next uh, six to 12 months that uh, we do not see yet in that moment? Like, where is your vision of where we stand with that kind of transformation, with kind of offerings um, on a mid and on a long term? Yeah, I think the direction is clear. So that's good already. Um, so therefore, we can we can start we can start uh, getting our customers onboarded and and um, really transforming into this full all-in cloud company. Um, then, if I look further, and I get that question a lot in in terms of also, you know, guys, you're still running this on a mm -hmm. on a private tenant, and then I have to say, yeah, well, it's a private tenant. Ultimately, it's not worse than than shared resources mm -hmm. because the point here is you, you know, we want to run your core and we want to make sure that it is stable, right? Um, mm -hmm. Every every second of downtime will will not justify all the um, all the multi tenancy behind it. So we want to make sure it's dedicated and it's secured. But then going from there, um, what we are really driving is the standardization of the operations and also the the em embedding the regular patching and upgrades into the system. So ultimately, when you look at this two years, three years further down the road with a bit of standardization on the customer side as well, what I see is that that we can run these systems thousands and thousands of systems in a very harmonized way and get ultimately this to a level that that is uh, much better from a level of service a level of lower downtime um and and i would say ease of consumption for the customers mm -hmm. to make sure that they can go and consume the innovation every year every half year when we deliver it instead of Uh, planning it and asking for budget to do an upgrade and then it gets declined and they you know then they have to wait another one or two years so to really make sure that it is a always up-to-date system and always up-to-date innovation platform so we have now here a wonderful offering um, which is where a lot of thoughts have been put in there um, we have built something of a structure within the organization. How is the adoption in the first two months? Do we already have that kind of success stories already that we were hoping for? Um, I'm not asking you for any KPIs or so in the way, but are we on track in our, let's say, in the adoption on the customer side? Or is this something where you say like um, slow starts maybe normal but we will gain momentum within the um with, within the next month because of the maturity of our communication also into the market yeah i think as said the the core the core application is usually the crown jewels um of of the customer and therefore it takes a bit of time to to 
convince the customers and to make sure they, you know un until they also ultimately feel sure that what they're doing is the right step um, but definitely there is huge demand a lot of interest in the market especially with a more flexible um, combined with the more flexible licensing model i think we've we are seeing a lot of interest and now we will i think i'm quite uh, certain we will see very more very interesting um, names um, being signed over the next uh, weeks and months that are coming um, so from that perspective i really can't complain I would say, um, but I think we are absolutely within a, a normal range. Um, probably from the interest perspective, I think we are actually uh, quite a bit higher than I expected. And I can add to that because I, of course, in the beginning also was thinking about, hmm, maybe will, will we catch the right target? Uh, will we be too expensive? Maybe, maybe is this bundle in itself with all the things we have in there, maybe too big and too expensive. But then, for example, I, I found out just like last week, uh, I was talking with a customer. He was interested in, um, in the cloud offering and so on. He was a smaller customer. So we're not talking about large enterprise here, but some for who's quite often the cost aspect is, is on top of the range. And it quite quickly became clear that putting him on a rise offering or taking a rise offering um, is from a financial standpoint here by far the most attractive um, alternative for him and not buying some of the items. Maybe he was at the beginning not up to using or being interested in everything which is in that. But um, it is, it has been from the beginning being the, the most attractive offer like to go right into rise. Is it that we are very aggressive price-wise concerning that? I would say, um, as so many times in life, I think it, it depends. Um, we, we can be, uh, we have situations where it's, I would say, actually really easy to be price competitive mm -hmm. um, and others where it's more difficult, especially when, when we are looking at, a, um, at large portions of um, complex hardware setup where probably a customer has uh, done cost optimizations over years and years and years. So it takes a bit of time um, to also bring in the aspects that are the advantages that our standard architecture, albeit that there might be a bit more hardware involved, that the overall uh, operations will, will run better. But yeah, I think that's That's ultimately the, the point behind it. But I, I, here I really want to make one point that from my perspective is, the, is also the, the transformational element. Our customers are used to, to issue RFPs, 200-page RFPs, in which they define every little aspect of the operations themselves. Mm -hmm. And if they make a mistake in this, uh, in this RFP, it's ultimately for them to blame because mm -hmm. the accountability stays with the customer. And whereas this is completely um, inverted on the SAP side, because we are providing our service with our standards, with clear SLA and responsibilities, and the customer is, is, is in a very different position. So you don't have to define the service yourself and reinvent the wheel every single time. This is absolutely correct. Um, if, if we look on that perspective, um, 
from from my experience quite often two elements come up the one thing like we said is a transformational perspective um which i learned in the last month that we really have to be careful like why the of course talking about tco of cloud tco of this kind of deployment we should never forget that still a lot of value maybe even the bigger part of value lies within the application which is of course linking to the lift and shift conversation we had in the beginning but on the other side of course um they quite quickly start about like talking about what what is really different with that why should i do the contract with sap and not with a managed service partner for example um we talked like a week ago about that incident that was happening in strasbourg where this um big um service center was burning um and um maybe, maybe you can 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 talk about this because because you were more into it like me um there was this server farm catching on fire um a lot of damaging was happening there And as far as I've understood, quite a lot of customers then found out that really their data was gone because they did not have something like a backup contract. And I think this is, I mean, it's really a sad story, actually, because they've probably issued one of these RFPs where they thought mm -hmm. they're going to get a good response and, and, the, and the service provider promised SLAs and recovery times. But then in the small print, the customer agrees that, for example, they are uh, only using local resilient storage. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the thing burns down. And then they find out, ooh, my backup is in the same place as my primary machine. So, I mean, you lost everything. Like, yeah. it's gone. There is no, uh, nothing on earth that can recover that in, a, uh, I mean, in any given period of time. And this is why and that's why I mentioned it, it's so important that um, when we are, for example, designing this, um, the backup strategy, for example, in, in our case, is always zone resilient because we know we have to, we have the accountability to run this service and we cannot start pointing fingers at the customer and say, well, you want it to have cheap, so this is the bill you're going to pay now. But the, the game changer, which is happening here, is that it used to be like the customer's explicitly asking for things that then the provider offered now basically the customer does not ask anymore anything in that aspect but he gets like the the best out of the experience that the provider has to offer is this let's say change of mindset easy for customers what is your experience in that um, are they because they, they have basically to give you as a provider now the accountability about their environment about their data about their processes is this something that especially large enterprise customers and you you have lots of experience with large enterprises are so easy to give up and pass over it, it uh, be, it's it has gotten a bit more easy but it it was never uh, it's still not easy it was never easy <laughs> yes. um, but i mean i would say seven seven years ago when i when i had some of these conversations uh, with the larger customers they were telling us how we have to run the show mm -hmm. they were saying i want this 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 and the the transformational aspect has has really uh, taken on where now customers 
even when you're talking to a head of infrastructure, they're really shifting towards um, the SLA-based um, approach and especially to this narrative that the software provider takes care of their own stack and they have to ultimately run their own show. And with, with SAP now, um, you can choose between the uptime SLA, um, 99.7, and then um, I think it's not not quite released yet, but we are working on uh, higher availability as well as an option. And that counts up to the application stack. So ultimately the whole stack is one is one KPI and behind it then for the for the more detailed things when it comes to security um, or uh, data protection, we have clear, um, certifications, we have clear processes and, and descriptions, bring your own key, all these aspects that that the customer can look at and evaluate and, and from the penetration tests and all that can see that we are running a proper service and that it will fulfill their requirements, but without them designing it. So this is the change. Um, what we are, of course, doing here is that we are now playing quite heavily in in the area and in, in the field where our partners have been played in the last years, um, especially concerning the managed service part, uh, partners. Um, how was their feedback or how was their reaction about this initiative and um, what could be... Um, let's say something which um, is in rise, what they also could then put their strategy on in future. Yeah, I would say, first of all, I think it's really about embracing the change and making sure that, I mean, when you're in that situation, you have to go with the flow and you have to see how you adapt to the market situation. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, we are, we, we, we are continuing to absolutely, we are relying on our partner ecosystem. This is what uh, made also the SAP story overall very successful. And many partners have gotten successful from that as well. Now with everything moving into the cloud, into subscription, um, a change that is going on, that is not is unstoppable ultimately, it would not be a good idea to swim against that trend right mm -hmm. so therefore clear clear view and recommendation there is to to work with us to see how we can help you as well grow up in the stack further up um, because ultimately the the operations and the infrastructure will go away but that's that's as i said it's kind of inevitable so so imagine you are let's say the managing partner of a big SAP partner, what would be your strategy? How would you react? So what would be your, let's say, ultimate recommendation to partners? I would say, as I said, really embrace the change, work with SAP to look at how we can jointly engage with the customer to make sure that they can keep their good relationship with the customer, probably, as I said, keep supporting uh, on top of the SAP service offering because ultimately we're not running the entire uh, the entire stack. There is still plenty of um, services that 
have to be provided and can be provided. Um, but then work on a joint strategy and um, go go with that. So you're talking about the field like application management, like the whole enhancement that um, partners offer. The cake there um, is not is not just still big, but it's even growing vastly because of the possibilities in the future. Uh, de definitely, especially when we when the focus will tilt towards innovation and making use of all the all the good things that are coming from the from the upgrades, the features that that are delivered, then the investments will definitely go uh, more towards that aspect. And yes, absolutely, there is a, a good growth potential. So, when we look now at your home, so at SAP Sales, like the people you were one part of um of course they are under heavy pressure now too because they used to sell licenses or they have started to use subscription now they have to sell these kinds of offering um and of course in a certain way they are competing against highly trained managed service sales teams which have done this for years um what do you tell to a typical sap ae who says like wow now we have to sell this huge offering where i what what or let's let's call it different how would you react to it or what would be your let's say um selling strategy if you would be still in that kind of ae role how would you approach customers with that i think first of all it is it is really about leaving the traditional path of um making one big strike and then taking the hands off, so to say. Mm -hmm. So it's really um, going together and, and bringing especially those, the technical experts, the cloud architecture experts on board to have a, uh, the right conversation with a customer about their cloud journey and, and really take the opportunity to take them by the hand and, and guide them. And I think this is The, and this goes back to how we started, kind of the, the consultative selling approach is, is definitely something I would uh, point towards. Absolutely. And I think the, the good thing in that is that we really have, and I think this is not only just for relevant for our sales folks, but also for our partners, with that kind of, of, of position in the stack, we have the possibility not only to take our customers by the hand and guide them towards the transformation but also to to talk to them at a different level because now we really can be something of a sparring partner to them who can challenge a partner who with the offerings who are within rise like the bpi and so on we can show them quite clearly like where they can optimize themselves where are the potentials the like you said the consultative element in the selling part um has grown by that and will grow in the future. And we can become more and more of a strategic partner with customers instead of that um, yeah, purely software vendor that SAP in the past quite often was accused to be. Absolutely. So what would be your personal AI strategies? Like who would you talk in the customer organizations, if you would be the account executive and about what concerning rise, what may be like the typical objections and how would you react to it? I think it really starts with doing a 
proper analysis of of the customer situation and i mean really proper because uh, where you want to get to is you want to develop the cloud and the enterprise architecture vision for this customer together with the customer and that includes first uh, the target state where do we want to get to and which solution portfolio would we put there how do we replace the existing with the new this is really the for the target picture and engaging with from the one side obviously with the it folks but also engaging with the business with the customer business to understand what their business transformation strategy is what are the 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 clear programs that they have on their roadmap and bring this all together and this is why i mentioned earlier that it takes sometimes a bit of time because we want to mm. do this properly right so once you have that picture then we are going into the uh, nerdy details where mm. we talk about how how do we transform this one system to this target state on the given uh, time slope so to say um, and ultimately when you have this then you have a transition plan you have a target state and ultimately can then discuss with the customer if um, the investment justifies uh, is justified by the business benefit that we are looking at in, in the past the account executives quite often talk to the it or mainly to the it that was more or less in many cases the standard go-to point with our topics do you think like with rise still this is a um, strategy that makes sense or do you think like we have to shift far more onto the business side because that's where these kinds of strategic topics are discussed and decided and where the budget for these kinds of topics are i actually think it's both um, we see oftentimes we see both cases really and actually obviously even clearly separated from each other where We see that the, the customer, for example, is looking at the pure TCO, cloud story, flexibility, um, getting, getting into this um, hyperscaler stage to, to get rid of their own hosting and, and running the systems themselves or getting away from the classical, I would say, service providers. This is, this is definitely something that oftentimes runs completely in isolation of business um, transformation. And this is where we come in and support this story in addition with the business transformation um, aspect of it. And that's where we can, uh, I think, enrich the conversation and, and add more value to it. But we are not, as I mentioned, we are not overturning the customer's plans, but we are trying to help to look at it uh, from a more holistic perspective. This is the one entry point. The other entry point would be um, where the customer already has taken a, a strong decision in terms of where they want to go to with their business, how they're evolving their business um, to also probably more a service-oriented um, offering and then look at how can S4 and how can our intelligent enterprise solutions, how can those support this journey? And then uh, we start from the different angle and we start right away in the cloud probably on a green field and then it's more the conversation about now we know what features we're going to get what what value we're going to get and then the question is how do we transfer the data from 
existing to the new. When, when you put this all together, what we discussed about, um, of course, this has to end from story-wise with a call to action. What are your final thoughts or like your call to action to all the people who listen to this um, concerning each role? What is what you think has to be for them in the next months, their steps one, two, and three, and in the past, uh, in the months past of that? I think the the clear statement is if you are looking at at a pure hyperscaler transformation, maybe take the time to to reach out to your account manager or to your partner as well to check if SAP and and the rice offering is something for you because ultimately it would also get you into the cloud. It also gets you to a hyperscaler, but it gets you already into this new. Um, contractual setting with a subscription and therefore definitely reach out and and look and compare those offerings against each other but also if you're looking at a business transformation really think through do you want to start um, do you want to start fresh do you want to start in the cloud right away and ultimately start at the stage where you want to be anyways in in five years Absolutely. And I think what we also can add in that moment, uh, in that aspect is that what rise for, from my perspective is that we really put in there everything that we have learned within the last six and seven years since we have done digitalization with the digital core. So all the elements that we have learned that are necessary that to enable customers with new capabilities, which in return then really enable them to do things there that they were not able to do before, instead of continuing doing the things they always did before, but just a bit better. So I think this is this is the true charm with that. And um, I think you and your team are a perfect um, partner to speak with that. Um, when people want to follow you and want to learn more about you and want to of course, stay up to date with the developments in there. Where can they do that best and where can they follow you? Yeah, you can uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, definitely. Uh, but also you will you will see more and more that that we are um, also speaking at partner events to make sure that um, that we have a good connection to our uh, partners and customers and that we keep you informed on the progress of the offering and, and how it can benefit you. Perfectly. Martin, thank you very much for spending your time with us. Um, I wish you all the best. Um, lots of success with RISE. Um, I think you really have a really interesting position in the core of this initiative. Um, stay healthy, stay well. See you soon. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you. Bye-bye.